You're listening to the Whitewater Church Podcast. Before we jump in, we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and rate and review the podcast. If you want to support what Whitewater is doing, or you want to join us in blessing our communities, you can go to whitewaterchurch.org slash give, or click on give in our show notes. Whitewater services are made possible by your generosity in action. Let's dive into this week's message together. Hi, Whitewater. I'm Kate Konzelman, and I have been a part of the Whitewater family here for about nine years now. My husband, Derek, and I live in downtown Sumner, and in April, we welcomed our first kiddo to the family. Her name is Camber Jo. She is giving us quite a run for our money, mainly through sleep deprivation, so bear with me if I slur my words or don't make very much sense. It's been a while since I've enjoyed a full night's sleep. But I am excited to get to share with you out of James today. I'm just going to read through this section of scripture in its entirety and then share with you a little bit of what I've been learning from James as I study this. Primarily, I just want to point out three examples of love through this passage. All right, chapter 1, 19 through 27. Know this, my dear brothers and sisters. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. This is because an angry person does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, with humility, set aside all moral filth and the growth of wickedness and welcome the word planted deep inside you, the very word that is able to save you. You must be doers of the word and not only hearers who mislead themselves. Those who hear but don't do the word are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. They look at themselves, walk away, and forget what they look like. But there are those who study the perfect law, the law of freedom, and continue to do it. They don't listen and then forget, but they put it into practice in their lives. They will be blessed in whatever they do. If those who claim devotion to God don't control what they say, They mislead themselves. Their devotion is worthless. True devotion, the kind that is faultless before God the Father, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their difficulties and to keep the world from contaminating us. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this piece of scripture to learn and study this morning. And Father, I just ask that you would speak in and through me that you would cause us to remember the things that are from you and to forget the things that are from me. In your name we pray, amen. Well, I think it's pretty funny that George asked me to share about this passage of scripture because if you've spent any time with me, you know that I love to chat. In fact, my best friend Katie and I lived in Ireland for a couple years and we're meeting lots of new people. And sometimes when you meet new people, There's those awkward silences where you don't really know what to say. I am notoriously the person that fills those silences to a fault. And sometimes when I would really get going, I would ramble on and on and on until the point where I would end up telling them the story of when I was a kid and I got stung by a jellyfish. And Katie would call this me jellyfishing. So she would hit me on the side and say, you're jellyfishing if I had been talking way too long to fill the silence. 
So basically, this message is for me. I need to learn this first and foremost. So listen and learn with me, and hopefully we can grow through what James is teaching us together. The first thing I think James is kind of expressing through this is that love listens. The message translation of the same passage says this verse this way, lead with your ears, follow up with your mouth. Have you ever spent time with someone who really just listens to you, that you feel like they're hearing what you say? We can all think of those people so quickly because we feel so loved by them. When you have a conversation with them and you're really heard and you're really listened to, we feel loved by that. In the same way, we love others by listening to them because then when we speak, we speak with empathy and understanding instead of assumption. I am the queen of attempting to finish people's sentences because I'm confident I know what they're going to say. So I'll jump in and try and finish their sentence for them. And more often than not, I'm wrong about what they were going to say, which is not only awkward, it's showing that I wasn't really listening to them. So instead, we need to listen and be slow to speak, really hear what people are saying first. This year has been so controversial right? We have all been tested in our ability to listen before speaking and to be slow to anger. I've been shocked actually at circles of friends and family that normally we would all agree. We would all be on the same page. And this year we haven't been, and it's been tense. I specifically remember a conversation I was having with my grandfather, context Context of my my grandfather. He's in his 80s. He's the kindest, wisest, most God-fearing man I know. The type of person that you do want to listen to. One of these controversial topics had come up in conversation. And instead of him instating what he thought and what he was processing, he turned to my husband and said, what do you think about this? What's your perspective on this specific topic? And it really struck me, stopped me in my tracks because all the other conversations I'd been having during the presidential election or during COVID conversations, we were being quick to let people know what we thought of the situation, what we were processing. And here, this man who really we should be learning from had the posture of listening to us first, to hear where we were coming from. I felt really loved in that. And I walked away from that conversation thinking, I need to be asking more questions first before I'm sharing what I'm processing. So we can all learn to love others by listening first. Secondly, love does. James says here that those who hear the word of God but are not acting on it are not truly listening to the word of God. Another way of saying that is those who truly listen to the word, live the word. We all have heard the saying, do what I say, not what I do. Basically, James is saying the exact opposite here. Pay attention to what I do, not merely what I say. I really feel like James is calling us out on something here that I know I'm guilty of. And as a society, as a generation, as a culture, particularly probably here in the States, I think we have fallen into a trap. He's calling out that we are the masters of caring without being willing to get messy. We're passionate about a cause until it costs us something. 
I think social media is a major contributor to this. It's perpetuating the idea that something only really matters if people see it, acknowledge it, identify us with it. But this is dangerous because we post something about racial injustice, human trafficking, people experiencing homelessness, foster care, and we falsely believe that by posting something, we're involved in it or we've done something to change it. I really think what James is saying here is this. Hey, don't fool yourselves into thinking that by talking about something, you're doing anything to change it. Do you care about these things? Good. Then listen, learn, and then go do. Go serve those people. Have relationship with those people. And by doing so, you will bring Jesus to that situation. One of the reasons this is so important to James is because James watched his brother live this out. James's brother is Jesus. And that leads us to our third point. Jesus did. Jesus is our example in all of this. God the Father said he so loved the world that he would send his only son to die on behalf of us. And that's exactly what he did. Jesus demonstrated what it is to love through action when he came to live among us, when he sat with the lonely and the hurting and the sick, and he ate dinner with the sinner, and ultimately when he humbled himself and he spread his arms open on a cross and he died in our place. People were drawn to Jesus because of the life that he lived. There was power in his words because there was evidence in his life. May we also be quick to listen and slow to speak, and therefore we'll be slow to anger. And may the evidence of what we say be found in our lives, not just in our words. Why does this matter so much? I want to share a story about when I was working in the foster care system. I'm in counseling now, but prior to that, I worked for about seven years with kids in the foster care system. And in the last couple of years, I was specifically working with teens. And there was a period of time where I had three teens on my caseload that were all going through tragic stuff. And I had this heartbreaking moment, really angry moment with God, where I just remember crying out to him going, where are you? You said you care about the orphan and the widow. I don't see you here. When are you going to step in and do something? And I was really frustrated and helpless. And then I remember the next day he opened my eyes to see him. I saw him in the foster mom who had her arm around that girl who was crying as I told her she was HIV positive from her abuser. I saw him in the volunteer who was holding that boy's hand, who was shaking in court, testifying against his perpetrator. And I saw him in the foster dad who traded in his car for a minivan so that they could take the sibling set of kids and that they wouldn't be separated. That's how Jesus shows up to the orphan and the widow. He shows up through us. And that's why it's important that we actually do. That's why it's important to know that love does. This is why this matters. John 13, 35 says, they will know me by your love. Not by our words, by our love. And love listens 
and love does. So a call to action, I think, for all of us. I'm going to just say maybe two things. One, I would say let's practice listening. Go into a conversation with the intention of listening first, with just listening, hearing what that person has to say. Hold off on speaking and see how that interaction goes. Two, if you're already a listening master, which I am not, but there are listening masters out there, but struggle more with action, then decide to take action on something that you're not yet involved in, something that you care about. Do something about it. And if you're not sure what that is, serve at Whitewater. Join one of the serve teams and get involved. Take that step of loving through doing. Let me end on this quote. It's by Katie Davis. Maybe some of you know this gal. She was young, early 20s, when she moved to Africa and actually started adopting a lot of kids. She still lives over there with her husband. But I love this quote, and I think it sums up kind of what James is saying here as well. She says, I have noticed something about people who make a difference in the world. They hold the unshakable conviction that individuals are important and that every life matters. They get excited over a smile. They're willing to feed one stomach, educate one mind, and treat one wound. They don't do anything to draw attention to themselves. Instead, they simply pay attention to the everyday needs of others, even if it's just one person. They aren't determined to revolutionize the world all at once. They're satisfied with small changes. Over time, though, small changes add up. Sometimes they even transform cities and nations. And yes, even the world. Have I ever told you about that time when I got stung by a jellyfish? Thanks again for listening today with us. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or want to contact Whitewater Church, you can reach out to us at info at whitewaterchurch.org or click on contact in our show notes. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time.